Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Iron and Soul podcast. My first returning guest today <laughs> is Anthony Barnett, who uh, who was on, I think, episode two, and we talked about his journey. Well, today, we were going to have another guest, and was going to be my first three-way, wink, wink, um, and our uh, other guest, Dr. Steve Alardi had a little food poisoning, so he is not going to be with us today. So Anthony was awesome enough to continue to come so we could do a podcast. So welcome again, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yep. Anthony is being um, socially responsible um, by wearing a mask since we can't all see, but he sounds great. Yeah. yeah. It's a good mask. Yeah. So uh, we had a lot of, um, we just spent 15 minutes offline talking about COVID, so we won't go go back into that. So What's been happening? Just, uh, you know, COVID. COVID? <laughs> that is not true. That's not the only thing that's been happening, bro. <laughs> no, it's just my storm cloud hanging over everything. Yeah. No, it, we've been, um, you know, spending, some, spending a lot of time with the girls, a lot of time at home, obviously. Um, the daycare stuff is going, you know, full steam ahead, and mm-hmm. that's great. You know, our new building, I think we're probably – What's this? The last week of July. I think we're probably six weeks or so. Wow! Out from completion and maybe like a soft opening. Nice. Um, and then right around that time, they'll be putting the the suites in for the dogs. So then, I, I mean, I would imagine middle of September, October, something like that, will be our big like grand opening stuff. So. I'm gonna stay positive, just like your shirt says, <laughs> and say when kids go back to school, people bring their dogs to you. I hope I so. I, I thought it. we'd have a higher uh, cabin fever uh, population than, than it, we appear to. Like, I thought people would get frustrated and, you know, we would kind of fill up at a certain point. But they've been a little more measured. Like, some people are not coming in. But I think what we've seen more is that people that were coming every day or three days a week, they just come once a week or mm-hmm. every other week. So I think it's been more of a drawdown than a secession of Yeah, and I think once... Youth once they see it open on that side and people be like, Holy shit, look at this place. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah. It'll be nice. 15 years of lessons went into the design of that place. I can't (laughs) wait to see it, man. It's going to be awesome. So, and and all the sort of working on all the concepts also, you know, involved in that, you know, Posh Wash is working on their stuff and I've got some fun ideas for the third space in there. And then right before all this hit, we had, as you know, we had reached out, um, to some professional fundraisers about getting the capital campaign together mm-hmm. for the symbiotic behavioral treatment center. So I'm just trying to stay at least slowly pushing that rock, rolling that rock forward on the pet campus as a whole. And that concept, like what I think it could be in the community rather than just, just the daycare, which is obviously an important. Right on, right on. So um, you had the suggestion to bring Dr. Alardi on after you and I've had some discussions offline a little bit online about um men and tr- the loss of tribe and mm-hmm. masculinity and mm-hmm. all of those things so what where, where are we at with that so what, what do we want well, i think the reason we... that 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 rung true to me i mean i guess i, I need to digress a little bit to, yeah. to tell you what what got me there which was i think i think your focus with men and mental health is is really awesome and I see, I mean, I have a ton of thoughts on masculinity, which we can get into today, but I see how necessary this sort of affection and vulnerability and, and stuff like that is, 
um, to men. And I, I'm fortunate enough to have a very sort of secure circle of male friends. Um, and a lot of that, I, I have to say, you know, people especially who have been in combat or have been in certain situations are just unafraid to say I love you and to give hugs and to sort mm -hmm. of appreciate the relationship. So some of that is is really fostered in my work with, you know, like veteran friends and, and having, you know, combat veteran friends. But um, I just feel real lucky that most of my close male friends, you know, we can just be honest with each other and like, you know, express our feelings and emotions. And I think it's really important that that is understood as a normal part of masculinity. Um, and so he, he had, uh, Dr. Lardy had, had posted a tweet, which I think obviously would be really interesting to get into with him when he is able to get here, just about all the sort of uh, mental health toll that men pay at much higher numbers, like a higher incidence of ADHD and a higher incidence of successful suicide attempt. And it was a list of like 20 or 30 things. And he just made the comment, if this was any other group, this probably would have set off a lot more alarm bells. Right. And that was a comment that instantly I was like, Hey, this is right up Josh's alley. Right. Cause I think you're sort of trying to get to what those alarm bells are. And you know, my interest in, you know, with our discussions of tribe and, and, or as Dr. or as Sebastian Younger tribe and belonging or, or, um, you know, I always say bonds and purpose, just that sort of role that that plays with modern life. I think men probably struggle to adjust more in the face of that loss. And, and um, I, I would like to make a distinguishing um, fact here. I think we need to, I believe it's white men. Not, I think um, there are, I think if you look at black men and even uh, Latino men, and you look at um, even uh tribal um native american men they all have their things that they belong to right or wrong what, whatever we believe in that but but gang life right that's a tribe that where males are um get together and they sh however they show their love they're showing it right either by loyalty or whatever they have that um that tribe right that we're talking about white males in um the world or america do not have that same type of group of people that would die for them. Oh, I definitely agree with that. And I think there's certainly some discussions around um, how the pressures of being a minority in a culture, socioeconomic um, problems can lead to increased senses of tribalism. So I guess in a, in a global sense, I think all men deal with loss of tribe on a, on some level, but I agree with what you're saying specifically in America. I think, there's a crisis among men in America that's mostly among white men. And I think it's an internal crisis that gets wrongly explained as an external crisis. Explain that a little bit more. I think men's problem in America comes from men's understanding of masculinity. And it oftentimes gets talked about in certain circles as a response to the rise of, of feminism or you know, the rise of people who don't want to be marginalized in our community anymore, this sort of weird obsession with um, like drag queen story hour, like all this, the, there's always some external reason why masculinity is under attack according to men. And I think the crisis actually comes from our understanding of masculinity and our unwillingness to, to sort of 
take that on. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is deep. That is a deep like uh, thing to have to unpack, right? Right. In the sense of there are overwhelming amounts of media saying we are bad. Okay. Um, so then we internalize that. There's one aspect of that, right? Like white men, men are bad. You're bad. You're bad because of all of these things. Bad, 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 bad shame. And then that's elicits shame response, right? So we have that. There's that thing happening. There's also that the internal thing where we're, where we feel like, how do we show sensitivity and masculinity at the same time? Mm -hmm. Right. But if you mess up, right. And trying to figure that out, bad, 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 then you're again, bad, 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 bad. Right. Um, so I think it's a super complicated issue on how do we figure out how to belong? Yes. I mean, I agree with that. I, I just, I think in this sort of weird obsession with alphaness, which is an oversimplified thing, but we can talk about it in that sense. Like this sort of, are you an alpha? You know, which, okay. But to me as an alpha, like thinking in that, in those alpha terms that like, okay, the media says I'm bad. Okay. I'm good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable and I'm confident. Like when people talk about, but you're also in your forties yes. and, and you're married and you have right. kids and you have a successful business, right? So you're but not here's the 17. Internal, you're right. But here's the internal breakdown is that I, as a man who has reached a certain level of confidence and you know, I don't, when people are talking about toxic masculinity, I, I don't get offended because I don't, I don't, that doesn't sound to me like all masculinity. Like I don't, but I should be setting that example for other men. And sure. the, the loudest voices in our culture are not setting that example. No, you're, you're right. No, that's, that's, that's a great, like that's the, a great point. And I was, you know, I'm joking with this sort of oversimplified dynamic, but the alphas are working. We're taking care of our families and we're supporting our wives who are now also in the career field. And so we're doing more with kids. Like we're busy. We're not on the microphone telling other men about how being scared of, of, women is manly like so we're not we're not setting the examples that should be set so who for are those are those beta males are you going to use that on this podcast because <laughs> i'm going to fucking use it i don't care because <laughs> those are beta males because they sit behind anybody telling somebody how another person should be and live and and raise their kids and and think about responsibility and all of that stuff as we all know i'm not gonna go there right this second um we know that it's hard out there right now, right? In the mm -hmm. world for anybody, not just, not just the men that we're talking about, but females and black males and anybody of color. And so to sit behind a microphone and, and tell everybody how bad and how they should be doing things. And that, that if, if you're, um, how did you phrase it? Like if you're not a feminist or whatever, then you're bad or I, I don't know how you, you phrased it kind of not that you didn't say it that way, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just, yes. To answer your question. I mean, in, in the current parlance, yes, that I guess that I, all this whole idea of meninism and anti-feminism and the, this whole sort of hyper alpha culture around 
Who's hyper? Are we being portrayed as hyper alpha or are we hyper alpha? I think the people who try and portray themselves that way, like let's just throw out like Sebastian Gorka, for example. Who's that? I don't know who that is. He's a political talking head guy. And, you know, he drives this Mustang. He's got a go bag. He's, he, you know, he does all the sort of like if, if, if you don't talk about how you do MMA, like are you even a man anymore? If you don't carry uh, one or two guns, are you even a man anymore? Uh, like okay. this sort of, it's like, like to me that stuff just oozes insecurity. Right. It just well, it's all ego, it. right? It's all, to me, it's all just a misunderstanding of what it means to be a man. Like, like even in the simplest example, this true, like the, it's sort of rooted in this weird misunderstanding of, of like Neolithic caveman sort of mythology that people that don't know anything about, you know, the caveman mythology makeup, <laughs> but even in, in a hunter gatherer, community where men are living how these sort of like self-professed alpha males say that they want to live you you have to take care of your tribe that's right you have to look out like that's your role that's the the and, and you know of course before we even get into that the and and uh, sebastian younger delineates this very very neat the masculine and feminine rather than gender specific so like a masculine role within a tribe serves that purpose like of, of taking care of people under certain circumstances and of course he delineates you know in, in certain studies and certain things certain you know even female members of of the communities would take on masculine roles and oh, it has yeah. to do with personality like what's your brain predisposed to and all you know all that stuff right but there's nothing about fuck you i'm gonna get my go bag and and my mma shirt and my gun and go be alpha it's what what does my group need right how am i going to take care of the people who rely on me to, you know, like if you want to really want to fill this masculine role, you have to look, the people around you have to matter. That's right. You're, that's you're, you're, you say it 100%. And, 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 and where I go with that, right. With how do we, how do we figure out wh who matters and how do we take care of the people? Is we also have to be vulnerable, right? Yes. We have to yes. be able to show to the people that matter that we are, just people too, right? Yep. That we, we're going to fall short at times and we're going to figure out how to get back up and you're going to help us get back up and, and we're going to keep figuring it out, right? Like yep. how can we, that's to me, that's what alpha is, is, is realizing that we can't do it all, all the time. We're taking care of our tribe. We're, um, we're doing all the things possible and we fall short and we fall short. And I think this, I think what you're getting at this sort of the importance of the group and the people around you is that sort of key, I guess, of what really turns me off about the sort of like male resistance movement or whatever it is, is that the ascendancy of others around me doesn't scare me. It makes me stronger. So the people so say that again, the ascendancy of the people around me doesn't scare me. It makes me stronger. Like the people who view themselves as marginalized, the people who don't have the same rights that I have or don't have the same the world doesn't treat them the same. I don't feel threatened at all by no. them wanting to partake in that because the now, now my, if all my members of my group are stronger, we're stronger. Well, well, even to dive even off of that a little bit, if I know that all we'll use my family as my tribe, right? As in this yeah. thing right now. Um, if I know that I've done everything I can to help take care of my tribe, right? Mm -hmm. My family, then I can also, 
spend time helping the people that need help that that need the help right yeah the marginalized crew yeah. of people you're right? putting I, your oxygen mask on first yes and then helping others exactly yeah. and so then i can i have that i have that and then i'm also modeling for my tribe that we help other tribes right yeah. we help other people because that that the greater the the success of the greater good is the best right yeah we're the sum of all the parts yeah i i would i yeah completely and i think that like you and i are busy being men being um well and we act average men or typical men i mean i realize there's expanding definitions of what's interesting is when you said men like i almost feel like in this era right now that that's a that's a bad word sometimes you know what i mean like yeah you know i get that like oh well maybe that's my own maybe that's my own shit you know, maybe that's my own shit of the a couple work environments that I was in where I was a confident person and it was looked at as, as if I was something else. So maybe that's my own shit of, of thinking that that word's bad. I don't know. I, you're right. And I will cop to having a lot to learn. I've tried to be open-minded and, and I do make mistakes and I'm lucky to have people in diverse communities who prefer that someone like me learns rather than got it right the first time mm -hmm. like it's okay to, right. to if you're trying but i also think i think you know and even referencing your interview with jay Pryor, i think you just have to wrap your head around that there's standard or average definitions and that you have to just be more inclusive like it's okay if somebody who who is different than me wants to take on a masculine role. Like I'm okay Fuck with yeah. that, you know? So I, I guess I know words matter, but I guess to me to say we're busy being men means that we're busy being the people we identify as. And it's okay if other people who are born differently identify as me, like come do this work with me, Fuck you yeah. know, come do it with yeah. me. So I think, I think it is important, I guess that we acknowledge in our words that, we mean that as an inclusive sort of role rather than um, a set upon standard. And, and I want to get to the, that too. And that those, and women and men and whatever you move back and forth through, all those words are fine to use to identify yourself. It's okay yeah. for, for you to call yourself a man and you're doing man things, right? Yeah. Because women can do man things and men can do women things and they can just be things too. Yeah. They don't need to even need to have a gender uh, assignment to them, but we do because of history. And that's, well, and I think there is an is. important biological role and at least there has been in the past. And I'm certainly willing for somebody to correct me, uh, distinguishing between masculine and feminine. Yeah. It just doesn't necessarily need to be as rigidly divided as male and female. Exactly. You're 100% right. I, I think we, we need, um, Sometimes we need we need words to describe, right? That's yeah. how we that's how yeah. we move through. And I'm I'm learning with yeah. the words. I'm learning. Yeah, and we're gonna fuck it up, right? Probably, yeah. definitely, but definitely all the time definitely. I fuck it yep. up. Yep. You know. Well, but, and that's just informed by. You know, I'm just a, you know, I didn't have any issues. <laughs> like I'm just a, just a white dude You're growing just a dude, up man. In, in white dude world. You know, just a dude, <laughs> just a dude growing up white dude world with lots of privilege and under. Do you understand your privilege? Oh yeah. Do you get it? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. All right. That's because that's a tough one, right? Yeah, and but I'm also not again with this. 
sort of theme. I don't feel threatened by people who want to try and point that out to me and help me understand it. Like I, you know, right. Oh yeah. I, I don't get angry. I don't feel like they're, you know, I, I don't feel like they're making me personally responsibility or making it my personal responsibility for other people's sins and for the sins of our country. Just like become aware of it so you can become part of the solution. So like I, that's just, I don't, I don't get mad. I don't like, okay. Like show me, help me understand. Like I don't, you know, and that's and the I, best way you can be right. Like it's like, just continuing to learn and then stand up for things that aren't right. Right. Cause not yeah. every, we don't have to agree with everything just because no. it goes against something that we normally thought should be, we can go, no, nah, that's not, that's not right. I'm going to stick with the regular path. Right? Yeah. That's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think my, I think it comes down to what your internal sort of um, motivating values are. And mine is really the intrinsic value of each individual person and however that needs to be defined is fine. Like if I understood it one way and I was wrong and I need to understand it another, that's fine. But in, you know, it, it sort of the, the ultimate calculation for me is that this is a, this is a human person who aspires to things like I aspire to things and has feelings like I have feelings. And, and I mean, I guess I've, I've joked before, I almost have a crippling sense of empathy. Like it just to imagine people in, in situations that aren't as, as awesome as mine really bothers me. I know. I mean, we were having a discussion off offline and I was being pretty morbid. Right. And you're like, Oh my God, I hope I don't ever, (laughs) I hope I'm not like that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and you are, you're a pretty empathetic person. And I mean, more empathetic than I think. And that's not, how do I want to say this? Um, Probably more empathetic than me in some, in some fashions. Right. Like I just think, I, 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 there's a, I mean, I don't see the world the way you see it sometimes, right? <laughs> well, that's 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 true. <laughs> We're different people. I don't know that yeah. there needs to be a more or less. We nah, certainly you're are. Right. You're right. And I mean, I think that's the. I guess that's how I sort of make all these calculations. Is they're all spectrums to me, and all ends of the spectrum, at least when it comes to people and their decisions, is okay with me. Like right. there's a there's a standard. You know, people born as biological males tend to have masculine brains and tend to gravitate towards things, but not all the time and there may be some variance and I, I think what our goal is should be at least in my view and I'm happy to be corrected is we just have to become okay with accepting those variances a little more like you don't have to fit such a rigid definition of it's okay like for example my wife likes the masculine things about me like that's kind of what works for us right and and Mine that's too. okay yep. but I also don't view another biological male's value based on how his masculine tendencies compare to mine. Right. Like there's, there's no value assigned there, just a tendency in that direction. I tended to be attracted towards, you know, whatever masculine activity I like working with power tools. And I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know what sort of stereotypical I lift me lift weights. You know, I, I don't Well, I think that's, that's <laughs> funny. Cause like I was thinking as you're talking, I'm like masculinity, like, wow, my masculine, I mean, I'm a pretty masculine person. Like I see things in a, like with a masculine eye, but like I cook all the meals. Yeah. Yeah. I've I taken do, on the role of I do, cook. I do and all I'm not these a good different cook. things and I don't fix a lot of stuff. Like I'd rather hire that out. Ooh, right? I wish I could afford to. I get tired of it. You know, I just don't <laughs> like to fix shit. Like it's, you know, or it gets stays broken, right? Right. Or it just stays broken. Now, but I like to lift heavy things. Yes. I love jujitsu. You've stayed on that way better than I have. You know, like yeah. I, I, I like that's, that's what makes me feel manly, I guess. I don't know. Like 
get trying not to die every day when someone's trying to choke me out, right? And lifting, you know, lots of weights makes me feel feels that role of hunting or whatever the thing is that makes men men, right? Because there is something that makes men men. I don't like to kill animals. I like to eat animals, but I don't like to hunt. Okay. And I'm generally, I'm, 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 uh, what we talked about this last time, uh, Cameron from Ferris Euler's Day Off. Uh, so like, I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't camp. I'm going to have an asthma attack and a runny nose. Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so like, <laughs> I but, like to sit on my deck. But not every, like, I don't, I don't hunt or do anything. Like that. But I don't mind people who do. I don't mind people who ethically. Do. And if we all hunted, we wouldn't have the world that we lived like it would be different that's got to be that's got to be the thing for some people right right just like there's things like nascars for other people right if everybody did nascar then nascar would everybody you know what i mean like god i have to give i think it's so boring it is super boring (laughs) going left is boring all the time you just don't see the appeal but that's why you know some people would think hunting's boring what's the old the 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 story the greek with his ship, like he had a ship, and if you replace one board, it's still his ship. Fuck, I don't, I don't know that one. I can't remember the. Somebody's gonna make fun of me. It's like an old sort of. <laughs> Not someone. Everybody does. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the basic idea is this old Greek guy built a boat, and if you re- replace one board on that boat, it's still his boat. You replace two boards on his boat, it's still the original boat. But at what point in replacing boards does it become? a different boat or not his boat anymore. That's and an I, interest. That is an interesting, I guess I sort of think about that with masculinity in a way of like, uh, so he likes to play with dolls. So we've replaced one board out, out of the traditionally, you know, thought about role of masculinity, you know, as, as far as maleness. And in my mind, we can replace all those boards. And if he wants to be a man or she wants to be like you're still a man like i so i guess I, I i view this expanding like some people's like you can only replace one board on that manship and it's still a man and i just don't make those limitations oh see see when I, so when we talk about male and female i think of um how we identify yeah internally yeah and, and your sort of brain gender, tendencies. right yeah and then there are levels to our our gender right like yes masculine yes. and feminine and 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 beta and alpha and i don't know that <laughs> what that would be in 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 females um but you're still a, you're still a man because if that's identif- how you identify you, yeah you identify that even if you play with so i think I, I think what i'm saying i think in the traditional role if you replace a certain amount of those boards that person won't think of you as a man anymore but it doesn't matter what they think i will i would agree but i think it matters to like those people i think they want to be accepted and and who fit in. when you say people who people identified who, outside of sort of like societal norms okay and so, still consider themselves men so people that are like non-binary gender right what, what you, all that stuff like a, a i think you can have a masculine man you know who isn't into women which would be sure right I mean, that would be like are you talking like there's lots of masculine men that are gay right yeah right so we've that's quite a few boards on that man boat in the traditional sense, though, if you're not attracted to females. I'm just talking about it in the traditional sense. Like, so sort of expanding your what you accept in maleness 
man. I mean, if we're madness. if we're going stereotypical, right? I guess that's what I'm saying. When I say average or typical, yeah, stereotypical. Stereotypical. Yes. Then if you're a masculine man, then then you you fuck women, right? Right. And right. you have hair on your chest, right? And you swing an axe. So yeah. So now you're getting at all the the boards on the traditional man boat, right? The stereotypical man boat. Okay. Well, I would say. Um, we blew up that fucking boat. Yeah. Right. Well, well, yeah. So like, that's the, the role is that we can replace all those boards now. And if you still, still boat, yes. Right. So yeah. the boat's still a boat and still floats. Right. Yeah. So a man's still a man, even though you replace the boards. Right. Still a man with different boards with, with different less boards. stereotypical boards. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. With, yeah. um, tight jeans and, and then we would come in. Yeah. <laughs> tight jeans. I wear tight jeans. I kind of like them. Make my thighs look bigger. <laughs> Then I think for those of us who identify with the traditional masculine role, then our role is to take those people who've replaced all their boards in a stereotype boat and to take care of them and care about them to make sure that they're safe in our tribe and in our group and that they get like oh, that. 100%, right? They get treated as right. as equal to anybody else. Right. right? So if real masculinity to me is not feeling threatened about drag queen story hour. We take care of our people. Right. You know? Yeah, I agree I, 100%. I, that's where I think it gets twisted around that if you're not running around being loud and violent and whatever then you're not an alpha male and i just that's so it just oozes weakness to me it just are you are you a jocko fan um i think he's huge i don't like listen to his podcast or anything he i'm a huge jocko fan right he's a big dude he's a big dude man he has a um workout endurance that's a little beyond mine Workout endurance even beyond mine, and um, he is. I he is, I just recently saw him do some jujitsu, and I was like, he is way bigger than I thought he was. Like as a he's statue, a giant. Statue, like he yeah. was a Navy SEAL, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, but he he spends a lot of time in his leadership work and other stuff talking about ego, right? Yeah. And to me, as much as he has a sometimes more right on his political beliefs than than. Um, I am, he is right up my alley on what is masculine because he's not, he doesn't give a fuck about what you do or what you, he just wants you to be happy and do your best. Right. Yeah. Like, and he doesn't, um, and he has all these things that he does, blah, blah, blah. And he's quiet about certain, like, he's just quiet about like his ego and what he's doing and, and things like that. And I think that the, sometimes I think the quietest people, are the strongest people, you know, like in the sense, like what kind of the, what you were saying, like shouting it from the mouth. I'm a man. Yeah. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Right. They're they're That's just all fake. That's all ego, like defensiveness because you're scared of whatever, right. Of who you really are inside or you don't know who you really are inside. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. It's just insecure. Yeah. Well, what are you going to say now? <laughs> I, you know, I think for me, some of that too is informed with, with working with dogs, like with understanding where most aggression comes from. It's with from dogs. pain, right? Pain. Well, fear, fear, fear and insecurity yeah. and anxiety. It doesn't come from strength. Most of the time, you know, some dogs can aggress from strength, but not most of the time. And so identifying, you know, the sort of solid, strong, confident, I guess, rather than strong, but confident traits in dogs. Those are dogs that are happy and are stable and are um, not easily provoked and don't aren't constantly stressed and worried about things. So when I see that sort of 
um god what's that line in the jay-z like runs his runs his mouth like a motorbike but couldn't squash a grape in a fight or something like yeah. that, <laughs> I can't remember that line. Like, that's pretty good that's that's another reason why that just oozes weakness to me it's it, just it, that br- br- is it bravado bravado yes. yeah bravado yeah yes so what you said something you said something like it shows strength Right. So how would a human man, what do we consider strength? Right. Like if we're, if we're talking about true masculinity, right. And, and, and being the leader of the tribe, right. Mm-hmm. And doing what's best for your tribe. What do you, what's considered strong then? What is that? What does that mean? Well, I don't, I wouldn't know like in a sort of clinical or anthropological sense. That's just beyond my knowledge. But I know for me, and, and this would include some of my failings is just the ability to, uh, to stay calm and accepting. Um, I guess that would be what I would strive for, but I don't always achieve like an even keel, um, you know, not, not getting angry, not being overtly aggressive, um, especially when it's not called for, but even sometimes in the face when it's called for, like having the ability to just say, you know, it's just not, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not going to hurt this person over this thing that's happening right now. Right. So I think I view a lot of sort of stoic calmness now at this point in my life as strength. Um, and I certainly, you know, I don't always live up to that standard for sure, but it's certainly something I strive to. And I view when I do get overly anxious or reactive is a very weak thing. Interesting. So in our off air conversation, how anxious and what did you say? What was anxious? And what did you say? Like anxious and something that you wouldn't consider as strong, anxious and like reactive, reactive. Mm -hmm. So we had an off air conversation and you seemed really anxious and Mm -hmm. reactive around that, like Mm -hmm. that discussion. What do you think about that? Like, is that something is not that's not strong to you? It's not to me. Th- that would be a weakness that I have. You know, but I also don't. I don't feel like I need to be constantly strong. I mean, I have strong people around me. Uh, so, so I guess humility. Humility comes into to what I would consider masculine traits too. Like that, I can I can absolutely depend on my wife, mm-hmm. and I can depend on my friends, and I'm not afraid to reach out and ask for help, you know, when I need it. But so, there's certainly times where I don't have confidence, you know, I hate to hate the philosophy of star Wars, but you know, like when I lack confidence is the road to the dark side. <laughs> right. But let's, let's, let's talk about something for a second. Like, and not that we're not talking about stuff. That's a weird thing to say on a podcast. Um, I think some of the strongest things you can do is in a, in times of weakness, ask for help. Like that's one of the strongest things you can do. Yeah. So I I mean, I think so if you're scared, right. About whatever situation, right. Yeah. And you say to Katie, I'm, I'm really fucking scared. Yeah. I, I need, I need some rational mind right now. Like I need somebody to help challenge this anxious thought with me because I'm freaking the fuck out. That's being strong to me. That's being saying, I can't do this alone, right? Yeah. Because nobody can do any of it. I mean, most people that do go about this life alone 
don't make it very far, right? Yeah. They don't. In a pretty lonely life and whatever. I mean, but you rely on your tribe. Mm-hmm. Not all the time can the alpha right. do all the work. Yeah. And the even, alpha gets tired. Yeah. And even in the... Alpha gets scared. And, and there's different times that call for different leadership styles mm-hmm. and different focuses and, you know, foci. I don't know what they're right Whatever. But yeah, I, I certainly, I think, so obviously humility was, was something that should have been in my original list. I think for me, this, the, I feel weak if I get hooked by a situation that I should have, you know, like, and just, this is a generic example, but if somebody's just talking shit, like to me, an alpha male would go, okay. But in certain circumstances, I'll feel the adrenaline spike first and then, and then use the mantra, you know, uh, the big dog don't get hooked and then, yep. then walk away. Of course. So, so to be, but to me, to be even stronger in that situation, I shouldn't, it shouldn't even have got my adrenaline up. So it's these stages of like, not only do I not get involved, but I shouldn't care. Well, like the really strong thing to do here would be like, I'm, I don't But you care. don't know at that moment, sometimes we don't know what a threat is and what it isn't. Right. Right. So you, you hop to that level and then you realize, oh, this isn't a threat. I'm just going to chill. Yeah. But I think even 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 less physically encounter if it's more of a of a business environment or even just a, a discussion where you're like, what's that ju-? like? Oh, hey, somebody's wrong on the internet. <laughs> you know, like if you you can look at somebody talking just dumb shit on a dumb social media site and like if you get mad at that, they won, they control you, they elicited your emotional response. You know, like whereas I. Uh, I've well, got control of me. I'm, I'm not, the big dog. Don't get hooked. I'm well, not going to react can, to that. You can get mad because you're, because you're a, a, a human being and human beings f- feel emotion. It's what you do with it. Right. So if they yeah. say something dumb on the internet, that's, that can make you angry. Yeah. And then you have to go, Oh, well, whatever. Right. On the internet, that's the right? strength to let it go, but it still can make you mad. You shouldn't go into that frame right well they're it's on the internet so i shouldn't get mad it still causes something because they might say something that's really awful yeah they can still i think my aspiration you... would be that's just a person on the internet they don't get any of my calories they don't get any of my emotions it's not even going to get a rise out of me I, I well should... that's easier said than done yes. right like because they because it's 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 about recognizing it and then deciding yes right yeah. but you have to recognize it first yeah. You have but, to recognize that it does cause a response. Yeah. And then you have to go, ah, they're fucking on the internet, whatever, you know. Yeah. And then you have to, and then it's reps. Just reps, 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 yeah. reps, reps after that. Which I've gotten good at not caring what people say on the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I pretty much right. laugh at when I look at the journal yeah. world uh, comments I don't even about different things. Sections. I fucking <laughs> laugh my ass off. The, the fucking shit that people say is hilarious. And the shit that they'll say to each other cracks me up in this town. Oh, it's. It's especially the journal world. Comments. I don't even look. I don't even look anymore. I, lo- I, I mainly, if I can, I mainly just go to the comments. Oh God. Just to just, <laughs> well, yeah, because they don't say anything like they just bitch at each other and it's the same five fucking people. It is. Yeah. I, I don't know why comment section in general exists. Right. Especially on a newspaper. Like, why yeah. do you want their, co- like, it's just, it's, to, it's clicks. clicks. It's fucking clicks, man. Oh yeah. It drives me crazy. The, 
Tom Nichols gets into that in the death of expertise, creating the illusion of, of equality. Like nobody commenting on a newspaper article has the authority to comment on that story. You know, like, <laughs> and we, and when we got it delivered to our house every morning and we read it, we didn't comment on like, right. We just read the fucking yeah. thing and it either said that was good or bad and then moved on. Yeah. Like your neighbor would yell at what he thought of a story out the window and you'd go piss on his door because he yelled <laughs> the wrong thing. fucking guy in the paper. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking, it's so dumb. I don't know why you read the comments. Man. I know, you never but it's, read the comments. It's so hilarious though. It's like, I just love. <sighs> so there was a time in my life a few years ago where there was a situation that happened and, and I was in those comments. Right. Mm. And so that was hard to deal with. And so now I use it as kind of like, just like that you've mastered it. Yeah. Not, not mastered, but just, just, it it helps to like, it's like exposure therapy. Right. Yeah. In the sense of like, I'm going to go listen to these people and see like, what are they saying? Are they saying anything that matters in this moment? No, they're just bitching out each other about the same fucking thing. Right. And so it helps me when I think about that time and how hurt I was. Oh, they're just, they're just people talking shit. They don't know, they don't know anything. They don't know any more than I do. You know, they're just trying to, they just want to be heard. Really. I have what a it comes similar backstory. It was all the work with Pitbull stuff that I just was like, this is the dumbest shit on the planet. And I'm just not going to read comments anymore. Like yeah. there's nobody intelligent injecting intelligent things into a conversation in the comment section mm-hmm. of any, like, I think I even <laughs> posted a joke one time that I just was like, you know, ranking the bottom of humanity. And I was just something like, you know, murderers, necrophiliacs, and then people who comment in the newspaper section. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so like just, the, I just, that's how little I thought of them yeah. after. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting that people spend time. Cause um, who, who, who can contribute to society is spending the time they could be contributing to society commenting. Well, you know, the one that got me the most recently that irritated about as, as much as it got me, right? We live in a college town, right? The University of Kansas. Mm-hmm. The reason this town exists the way that it exists is because of the university, okay? Because of students coming here, right? And those students' parents or them spend money in our economy, Right. That is the, and then that creates this atmosphere in this town that people then want to come and live here, right? Keeps it cool and hip and whatever, okay? So this person in the paper was talking about COVID, right? And they just started, tra- in the comments, started trashing college students in the bars. And if the college students just didn't come back and da 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 da, and I'm thinking to myself, well, that's our town. Our town exists because of this. And without them, we're just another shitty town in Kansas. I mean, yeah. But we're not a shitty town in Kansas because we have the University of Kansas. We have somewhat of some diversity, somewhat of some cool culture because Mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. If we don't have that, then we're just another shitty Kansas town. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. Find that fucking interesting, man. But like, that's tri- that's why that, I wouldn't have read the comments. <laughs> but 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 that's the point. Like sometimes I've got to I've got to remember stupidity, right? I've got to remember that there are people out there that just don't think, right? Before they say anything. Yeah. It's it reminds like, me, uh, I need to. I sometimes need to think before I say shit, right? What's the uh, the Tropic Thunder? You you went full comment section. <laughs> you went full comment section. You never go full comment section. <laughs> full comment section. <laughs> ah, I love that fucking movie, man. That's a great movie. Yeah, but that I mean specifically that was a a lesson early on in in staying away from toxic things that didn't contribute. Like right. it's one thing to face adversity that you need to face to get to your goal, and mm-hmm. it's another thing to just wallow in it for no reason <laughs> like so and all the pitbull stuff i was like there's nothing constructive that comes from me like i'm out i'm done with this yeah but yeah there's nothing you're gonna get out of that one. but i did view getting hooked on it for me personally mm-hmm. as a weakness interesting that was something that i needed i needed to be stronger and think of myself like sort of my uh, masculinity so, so, was so taking it so so it dragging you down the rabbit hole. I'll use that. Yeah, letting was them your control me yeah, was yeah, my yeah. weakness. Yeah, Whereas, yeah, like, sure. if I'm truly confident and if I'm truly this alpha, then it, w- I, it wouldn't affect me. I don't. I I, w- I wouldn't view it as a threat because it's not. Right. You know, and to and to for me to get angry and for it to elicit that kind of an action means that I am insecure, or I am scared, or mm-hmm. or I do. And so, to me, that was personally for me that was a weakness. Yeah, I get that for sure. So, um, do you think as a society, we have the ability to, to, um, get back to some type of, of, of caringness of, of tribe and us alphas figuring that out or whatever the fuck I'm trying to say, you know, like you get it. I, God, I wish I had a better answer to that. Because I, my, um, our tendency towards excess and extreme and individualism is pretty, pretty deeply ingrained and it's tough. I mean, that's just as, as politicized, like as, as mask wearing is even like just, just the thought of doing something for somebody else is just grating on some people. And, and, you know, I. I don't think we will without further pain. I think it may take a deeper dive into either misunderstood or ununderstood, uncomprehended anxieties and depressions and suicides and distance. I mean, I think it may take more pain for us to realize that we need to discover the source of that pain and address it, which is how deeply disconnected modern life enables us to be and i don't i don't even think i don't even think people grasp how much individualism in america uh depends on the group strength like if we weren't you couldn't just be some guy in montana who's the ultimate individualist if there wasn't an entire country around you willing to provide that security to you like you may think you're not relying on anybody but you live in the middle of the united states Nobody's coming to fuck with you. And if somebody does, you're going to call the sheriff. Like there's an administration, there's a state, there's a government, like your individualism is provided by the group. And we don't ever seem to want to acknowledge that or reach out to it. I will say, I do think it's entering 
the zeitgeist, so to speak. I think it's entering the consciousness. I do think the disconnection, becoming aware, becoming mindful of how disconnected we are is starting to enter the conversation. I think it certainly was accelerated by COVID, you know, because people are obviously talking about the mental toll that all the separation is taking on people. And, And I mean... And I think that's the, that's the mask issue. I think, um, I think people, (laughs) it's an interesting way to go. People are super. So I don't know if you listened to the one with me and Lewis. We talked. What number was that? Well, I 11 or 12. I may not have gotten that high. I'm a nine or 10. He's the one that changed my thought process of, of wearing masks in public. Right. Like just, just to be cooler, you know, just, it's it's an inconvenience. Right. Yeah. Wait, you are or are not? A I am. Okay. I, w- I was I was on the like fence and kind of pushing it a little bit, mm-hmm. and um, and now I do. Like, not a big deal for me. I'm not going to wear one in my own podcast studio, <laughs> though. It's just not happening. I'm wearing this for you, John. I know. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, you care about me, and I love you for that. Um, but this is my studio. I get to <laughs> I get to not wear a mask in my spot, right? Yeah. My private area. Yeah. Okay. But I um, entered your private area yeah. with my dirty lungs. With your dirty, you're so dirty. You're like, <laughs> you're the most COVID person I know. <laughs> not giving you any of these dirty droplets, Fucking man. Dirty, dirty droplets. I don't even know the fuck. I'm... Oh, so they're so just, they, they've been so alone and so um, sad that this idea of having to wear a mask when they come out is even more of that feeling of isolation. Mm. I think there's a piece of that. Like I don't get to be myself still. I just spent three months indoors or limited. Right. And now I got to come out and I've got to put this thing on my face. I just, it sucks to just, you know, you know I'm not me. I'm, I'm, I'm this new, you know, all of this stuff. I think that goes into it. And I think people are afraid to admit that. Right. Like that, that it that the mask is is and I'm a fan of the mask. I'm let's say this out loud. I think it helps reduce the, the mm-hmm. spread. Mm-hmm. But I think the fight against it is this I don't get to be me and I'm sad. I don't get to see other people's faces and that makes me sad. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think people are unwilling to say, it makes me sad. I'm going to do it to help people and move forward. They instead they take the stance of it's against my mm-hmm. rights. Mm-hmm. But really they're just sad inside. Because they're, they're having to do something that's uncomfortable. They don't get to see other people's faces, they don't get to smile. You know, the other people don't get to see them smile. And I th- right? I think but I think I guess that that part of that sadness would have to come from the disconnection that we're talking about because they would yeah. find joy in protecting the people that they care about. But or but that, that are in their community. There should be some joy in knowing that this community of people that I'm in and we're all, you know, together in this and I'm, I'm protecting them and I feel good about that. But it's, it goes to your argument, right? Like of that opposite, I forget how you phrased it, but like the idea of wearing the mask, how do I say this? So wearing the mask is is taking care of the tribe and taking care of everybody, right? Mm-hmm. The 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 wearing 
not wearing the mask or that fear of is because I'm not connected individually, right? And I want to so bad, so I fight against it, which then causes is really just that individuality coming out, right? Okay. So like we talked about the the boomers, right? (laughs) The boomers of the like 60s versus how they are now, right? Mm -hmm. It's that same type of individualism. Yeah. You know, that, that they fight against the mask it's because they're sad inside and they don't want to be wearing the thing that makes them feel sad so individually they take it off and be like fuck a mask when really they just want to connect with other people well if you wore the mask and took care of everybody you're connecting with other people yeah and i i mean i think you know like this gets called tribal like we only bring up tribal in the negative yeah, sense. Yeah. And I think we talked about it last time. And I think for some people not wearing a mask has become a way for them to connect with other people. Oh, well it puts them on the, yeah. yeah it like them. now, now with we're my all group. individuals yeah. still though. Right. Yeah. I'm with my group taking, that yeah. doesn't wear a mask. And yeah. I mean, I was there for a little bit. Like I don't want to be the freaking person that wears a mask. Ah, now I'm like, I don't wear a fucking mask. I always look at things with opportunity. Like I've had asthma my whole life. And if you were like, man, if you wear a mask, you'll never wheeze again. Fuck yeah, man. And sign me up. Or or you'll wheeze half the time. I can't tell you when you will and when you won't. You know, I'm like, okay, I'll look silly with a mask on, but I'll be able to fucking breathe, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just look at after, like, it doesn't cost me anything mm-hmm. to just wear the mask. Like, what, what, you know, all this new, like, these new medical geniuses that are like, oh, you can get hypoxic. Like, hey, man, I wear a mask for eight hours in a hundred degree Kansas day to run a chainsaw and mow a lawn. I think you'll be okay. <laughs> like I have literal yeah. asthma and I don't get hypoxic. You'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, just kind of weird to me. I, there's the opportunity cost is so low. Yeah. I, you know, I just, I think, I think there's a good thing for the masks. Um, for short term. Yes. Right. Needs some long-term behavior changes if it's going to stick around. But, um, I think that we're supposed to see faces. Yeah. We're supposed to, see kindness in the way people look and smiles and you know, all of that. I believe that to be true as human beings. That's why we have the faces that we have. Right. Yeah. Evolutionary wise. This is just a, this is just a short term. But I think in the grand scheme of things, even 18 months of disruption. Oh yeah. Is a drop. Jill and I, you know, God bless her. I love her so much. She, she has such a good influence on me. We were chatting one morning on a walk and she was, she, and I wasn't, we weren't arguing about it. We we're just talking. She goes, it's just a year out of our lives. It's just a year. It's just a year. We now can at 42, out that year looks different than it did at 22, but it's still, it's just a year. It's just a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a year. And so like, and, and I have to apply, even though it's really frustrating with the schools and what they're going to do and all that stuff, it's just a year. You know, I, I was like, I really want Grant to graduate. You know, and I want him to have a regular graduation. But if it if it doesn't, then it, I mean, we adapt as people. We'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. You know, he'll 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 figure his way out this because this is his senior year. Yeah. You know what a weird. I mean, what a weird year to finish your senior year, right? Yeah. And then what a weird to start your senior year. Like, what's the changes? What's what's this year going to be like? It's yeah. certainly going to be a story and a and a thing that impacts yeah us culturally going forward. Yeah, I just I, don't I we have expressed we're very sort of grateful as much as we're locked in with a 
one and a half and a three and a half year old right now, like at least we don't have the complication of them being an actual school. Like our complications, yeah. childcare. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, but I mean, I we I, like I think if my kids in third grade, she's just gonna, gonna start third grade again in a year. Like I don't, we couldn't couldn't keep up. There's no way we could keep up with homeschooling and all that stuff. Like it just. So I'm grateful we don't have to. Yeah, they're gonna. It's gonna be interesting, dude. Because I I'm I mean, ju- when this all happened, we talked earlier about this. I wasn't as busy as I am now. I'm in a little bit busier. So I was the one at home with them. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> and I don't mean because of them, because the school was a piece of shit. Yeah. The school way and they weren't prepared. I get that. Yeah. But they're not gonna be prepared now. Oh, they're not at all. They're not they're not. So they're gonna put it back on the fucking parents again. And it's like yeah. I'm not a fucking school teacher. It uh, yeah, it adds to it. And it wouldn't in a vacuum it really wouldn't. If if you all all you had to do was take care of your kids, it wouldn't be that big of a deal it's just like yeah give me the money i need to survive right and i'll take care of my right. kids yeah it's just in i'll learn new math else. yeah yeah but they're yeah, new weird that. math it's fucking terrible <laughs> they're showing me and i'm like how about we just do it this way so i can show you the answer yeah. can, can, can we do it the easy way do we yeah. have to do it this way yeah i don't understand <laughs> yeah it's ter- fucking terrible man i don't get it but i just think i just i just I just want people to care enough about everyone enough that we have empathy for everybody in this situation. No one's no better or worse right now. Like we all have our issues when it comes to this. Now, am I super grateful and lucky that I am where I am and I get to, if my kids are home part of the time and go to school part of the time, um, I'm really grateful that I'll have a grant. I'll have a mother-in-law that'll help out and I'll be able Mm -hmm. to do more and we'll be able to do some more shit. Right. Mm -hmm. Than others. Right. So I'll be grateful for that. But kids need to go to school because that is their could be the only meal they get that day. Yeah. Yeah. I was just having this conversation with somebody earlier. I I'm hesitant about schools opening now, but not because of COVID, because we didn't do this just the simple step. Like the whole rest of the world is opening their schools right now and not us. And it's because we didn't do the few basic fucking things that we would have needed to do to make that possible. Well, we just underwear gnomes it. Step one, close down. Step two, step three, everything's okay. Open the schools. So the <laughs> like, problem, that's it. Jill, Jill was asking me this question. She's like, why is Florida so bad? And I said, okay. And this is, and there, I don't, this is not a um, profession. Like it, this is not an opinion that I've heard anywhere else. This is just what I thought about. The United States is like a gigantic place filled with its own countries, mm-hmm. right? So you have Germany, right, who's opening back up and able to do it, which is like the size of Missouri, okay? So, and all of, but Missouri is also dictated by Washington, D.C., and themselves, right? So they, so there's, there's back and forth, right? Between that it's not really its own country like Germany. So Germany gets to make this decision, right? That affects everybody. And then when they reopen, it affects everybody in that, but it's small, it's a small geographical piece. Right. And then the borders are tight, right? Because of being in Europe. Well, the United States is like a bunch of different countries, but nobody's behaving appropriately. Right? So you have Florida acting like assholes. Right? 
pretty Florida. Yeah. And, but nobody's telling them to be cool, right? Well, I think the, one of the delineating factors would be faith in government. Like right. when the German government said, these are the steps we're going to take and this is what we're going to do. The people did it. They didn't show up in their Minuteman hats and their don't tread on me flags and say, fuck you, I'm not going to take these steps. Like there's a, there's a, a more of an implicit but acceptance did. of government and science approach in Germany than there is in the United States where everybody just like wants to shoot their pistols in the air and flip everybody off. But Washington st- did that and they're, they're not even one of the red states right now. Washington we're, state. We're, yeah. They did exactly what Florida should have done. Yeah. Right. And now they're fine. They're fine. As long as nobody from Florida travels there and, and affects everybody. Right. <laughs> you know, like, well, I mean, we, we won't, we sort of won't accept that centralized approach. So we have had 50 different approaches with 50 different results. But, but that's people, why it's different than it. That's why it's. So when she asked, why aren't we, why is it, why are we so fucked? And why is Germany so great? I'm just using Germany. It's because we're like a bunch of little countries that don't mm-hmm. pay attention to every other country. So we can, Florida can fly to Washington and fuck them all up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But we're acting like individual countries. Yeah. That's really strange. It is like the lack of a central yeah. response is that's, and that's the, I mean, God bless them, but everybody praising New Zealand, like when you're a hermetically sealed Island, that's easy. You isn't take, it? Yeah. Like that's great for them. Yeah. God love them. But and that's Australia just, too, right? That's like, not man. the United States yeah. in any way. We're, 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 we're going to be fucked with this. It just is. I'd certainly think it's worse because we just couldn't take basic adult steps to mitigate it. But, but we didn't have leadership to tell us exactly what we needed to do either. Leadership has certainly been an issue. Right? Like <laughs> I, will, I will concede that strongly. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. if our leader said, this is what we need to do and we're not and we're going to take we're going to fucking take care of you, but you need to chill the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Wear a mask, stay at home. If you if you can't blah blah. blah yep. We're going to beat this. Yeah, I have very America, you got this. I have very strong feelings about our current yeah. leadership. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Well, and, and the leadership coming in is, where is he? Yeah, in a bunker somewhere. Good. <laughs> yeah, but he's not. Yeah, I, I get what's going on. But he, he is out giving speeches. But mm-hmm. I uh, his words. I have very, I have very strong as as a as a previously like center right person. I I have some pretty strong feelings about what used to be something I could associate with and now I can't in any way. Oh, I can't, I can't associate with, I, what I can't fucking in my right mind do is associate with any of them because it's, it's once again, a generation of people Mm -hmm. stuck in their ways, deciding what's best for us. Yep. Until we vote. It's still the same, but we're still voting for the same but the generations Think. that could change that don't vote right now. Like it, it could all change in one election if the youth, if, if eighteen to, to eighteen to forty four showed up and voted in similar numbers, everything would change overnight. But they don't. Except we don't get to choose our candidate. You you can always look at least worst paths though. Like there's still a there's still a sort of adult. The better of two evils. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. But that's what we've always done that. Yeah. And where does that get us? 
gets us to the same same old bullshit. Oh, I think this is different bullshit. I think we're in brand new bullshit right now. Oh, for sure. For America. For America, we're in brand new bullshit. But it's still the. But like, if we think that Biden is going to be some fucking savior, you're going to be you're going to be real disappointed. Real I, fucking disappointed. I wouldn't view Mr. Biden as a savior. I would just view him as not the worst human being in the planet. But if he can't remember his name. How does he not remember his name? He's just cognitively declining big time. You know, that that actually is hilarious to me that Trump can't even utter a sentence. I'm not comparing him to Trump as, as if. Like, I'm really... just saying the candidate that I want so bad to win is almost just as like terrible. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I want I don't Biden. I think it's in the same stratosphere. Like, I don't think, I think politically he's, he's, I don't agree. I don't agree with a lot of his politics, but just as character. But just I wouldn't know character. because he, <laughs> anyways, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just fucking, we're living in a fucking circus. Always. Always. And I've and 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 it's really sad. This this is what these are my choices. But as good, a human being, right? Like, like the best people don't don't get into politics. I know that's fucking terrible. Well, but that but it's reality. I know, but it's doesn't the, mean I like it. I have to like it. Well, no, but you could certainly can still say there's choices to be made. Like as an adult in a society, there's choices to be made, and just because it doesn't match up with everything that I like, there is. You, you can say that there's there's a conservative sort of limited government approach, which is something that I gravitated towards, or there's a bigger government approach, or there's whatever the fuck is going on right now. Like, you have to, you have to be able right to now? say, are you serious? No, but I mean, we don't know what's gonna, going on. Like Exactly. Exactly. There's I, just a level of stupidity and incompetence of- that is just... It's off the charts. Off the fucking charts, dude. So, like, I guess I would be voting to get back to a normal level of incompetence. <laughs> that's that's fucking terrible that we have to even but it, like, but think re- about it's that. It's me accepting the reality of the choices. Like, this off the charts incompetence is just too much. I just want well, to get back to... You don't want to ride that roller coaster to the end? I do not. You want to jump off I, and get onto it? I have had enough of this the, ride. Just the straight line roller coaster. I want to get back on the teacups. I want to... <laughs> I want to I want to barely know that I'm on a ride. I want to not hear about the fucking government for 180 days in a row. I don't. I'm. Why'd you choose 180? I don't know. A long time. (laughs) I want to go a long time without hearing about anything the president did or said. Or you're in the you're in the you're in the wrong country now, bro. (laughs) Because it's. I mean, 24 hour media cycle. You're fucked. That's all you're gonna hear about. Oh, I don't pay attention to the 24 hour news either. That's just. I always think you watch South Park. It's been a while. I always think about uh, Stan's mom on the couch watching the news after the the war started, and like just glued to the TV for the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't watch twenty four hour news channels. Good, good. I the, I have um, one of my kids' grandparents that don't live in Topeka, lives in Newton, watch has news news on all the time. Uh, my son was like unhealthy thing in the world. Yeah, I was like, I can't. He just and he just gets angry because he just wants to, he just wants he just wants to control it. But well, can't. that's where that voting block comes from that you're talking about. Yep. It's yep. just they just mainline Fox News. Yep. Well, it's not even Fox. It's CNN. It's the other one too. Uh, you know, which is, I mean, he's not voting for Trump. He's voting for Biden. But it's like, you you make your choice, right? Like, there's nothing. 
on that news cycle that it's going to be any new, right? Right. It's just like, okay, I'm going to vote for Biden. Okay, I can turn and off and enjoy some life. Again. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm voting for him. Don't get me wrong, Anthony. <laughs> All right? I'm fucking going to vote for him. But I feel a little shame about it. <laughs> I have not often voted for Democrats. I will say that. Yeah. I've I always voted for Democrats. Always. I haven't. I've I've always had, until this last election, I've always tried to to build up independent parties, independent candidates, and third parties. Like I've always felt our current system that That's I terrible. I sort of view that as as I view that as I was doing that through my privilege. No, that I was privileged. Nothing. Nobody that got elected was going to affect me one way or the other, because I've got it made socially so it, it was a luxury that i had to say hey, i'm gonna i'm just gonna vote third party because i think we need it and like before lib like when i was younger libertarianism just wasn't the gateway drug into nazism you know like it was an actual party of people right. who, but now it's just like the weirdest motherfuckers who just they, they don't want to tell you yet that they spend all their time on 4chan and like jerk off with their guns and yep and their incels or whatever like so i i thought of myself that way like the minimum amount of government to to do the most good or you know however you want to describe it and i i was that was definitely something i view as that came from my privilege you know it didn't nobody was going to lock my uncle and and cousin in a cage you know at the border or what like i just i wasn't affected and now it's easier for me to look at the approaches that are taken and i can disagree hugely politically and still see that there's a basic human decency and a basic empathy, I guess. Empathy. Would, you, would you say, would you say that I don't even know how to even say this, that our current president doesn't even represent his party, but his party doesn't, they don't know what to do with, that so they just go along for the ride because Ooh. i don't know like you really like we could get into this I know, but i mean i'm just saying like if you think about deep because you said common decency or something mm -hmm. like that right like mm -hmm. if you get most people one-on-one -on, -one on the street they're most people are good people mm -hmm. i don't think that dude's a good person like i i, in, I mean anyway. he may think he may think he's doing the best he can and he he may be right as a, as a person, I believe, I inherently believe everybody's doing the best they can. So I believe he's doing the best he can. And it's not good enough for a country, right? Right. And it's not good enough to be a good human being, right? Um, but do you think all of the people that support him are bad people? Like, I don't. No. I can't. I don't. I don't either. It's just an interesting, like. I think good people support Trump. Yeah. But I also think a lot of people have been conned. Like, Trump hates Trump supporters. I Trump know he hates does. those people. He fucking hates everybody. He disdains that, that culture, that part of the oh, world. Yeah. He wants nothing more than to belong to the elite that he uses as a cudgel. Right. Like, he hates them. He thinks they're dumb. He despises them. Like, I don't... That's t It's sad. That's yep. sad to me yep. to see. There's no... You know, like he's willing to absolutely destroy farming over some fake trade war, you know, stuff like, I mean, and those are real and it wasn't the corporate farms. 
that tanked. They got their bailouts. Yes, the they family did. farms. Yep. And car companies paid their money back. Those big corporate farms are not paying money back. Those were just subsidies. Yep. Yeah, that was a lot different than the auto bailout and a lot more expensive. It's it's sad to me to see um, that somebody who cares so little is such a champion. This who cares so little for his people is such a champion to them. It's sad for me to see. It's like that. Uh, it's like that fake god thing. Like you know, in in, in mythology and and um, in religion, you know, the fake god and they, all, everybody follows them, and then they fall, and you're like, they're all they're all alone, going like, I can't believe we followed this god into the ocean. And, yeah, the golden calf. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, Literally, he's the orange calf. I he guess he's the orange calf. Shit. No, I. The, I think it's pretty easy to identify, and that, that was something I wasn't going to get into at the time. But the guy who wrote Bowling Alone, I can't remember his name, but he, um, you know, he had done a study, and in, in the Trumpiest parts of the country were the most disconnected parts of the country. They were the people where they're, and he was very specific about what led to the disconnectedness. But the sort, I mean urban America supports rural America big time. Like there's just a huge outflow of cash from blue areas to red areas and keeps them going. But the red areas still slowly are declining. And he was able to say in these towns where there's no more bowling alley, where churches have closed, like there's, and there's no more social clubs and, and then pair that with just the social trends of like, we don't go to church as much. And, and just, he just said the more disconnected the communities were and the more sparse, the more Trumpy. In the, this sort of lack of connection and lack of empathy, uh, it was all sort of interrelated into that, whatever this sort of uh, burst of rage that has sort of kidnapped the right-leaning people in the country, <laughs> and like, which has just been funny for me. I, I never joined a political party, but I certainly had political philosophies, and right. they were usually right of center. And I guess in a certain way, it makes me feel a little more free to criticize because it was kind of my thing mm -hmm. in the past, but there were the things that have been blown up, like the racism and the weird theocratic autocratic tendencies that were, were the reason I never joined the party because I could always see those undertones and was really uncomfortable with them. Like, no, I'm actually just a fiscal conservative. I don't feel the need to tell other people how to live. Right. <laughs> because I just don't know as much about liberalism. I've never been, in it i don't read it as much i don't have as as much of it you're, around me. you're a fucking liberal motherfucker now <laughs> holy shit libertarian <laughs> i don't know about that no that's the thing that's what's funny like truly conservative if you truly believe in small government for example the government has no place in reproductive rights or has no place telling yep. telling some who can and can't read a story like if I you know, actually believe in small government it's kind of funny how it takes away your ability to tell other people how to live. Yep. That's right. <laughs> it sort of makes you accept other people's lifestyles. That's yeah. the sort of hallmark of small government. Like yep. we're not, we're not in your bedroom and we're not in your closet and we're not in your relationship with your doctor and we're not, yep. it's just actually just doing government things. Just and doing not government doing, things. Yep. Not doing social engineering. All right. Speaking of just doing government things, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All, right. All right. Um, thanks for coming in and chatting with me and being my second, second, second guest. I don't, Wait, so if I still get to talk with you and Dr. Lardy, will Fuck. that make me a three-peat? You'll make you a three-peat. Probably a three-peat before there's even a two-peat. Oh, we two need peat. to get rings. 
We do. We need to get three peat rings. Iron Soul three peat rings. Oh man, it's on. We should Photoshop our faces onto Michael Jordan's when he's holding the three trophies. Oh, totally. Fuck yeah, I have to get. Him. Ooh, make sure I get a picture of you in your mask, the selfie, so we can <laughs> fucking do this. All right. Let's I'll put mine on just for here. fun. Pretend that I wore I'll, one during this. I'll uh, sit here and okay. look smart. I'll say something about like. <laughs> He's smiling under there. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, remember, perseverance through strength. Th- ah, perseverance through strength and vulnerability. Later.